0: Megan,
1: I'm Colin, and this is
0: Pet Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Hello. Welcome to episode 219. Hello. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about sending great updates. We want to thank our sponsors, Pet Sitters Associates, and our wonderful Patreon members and supporters. Support from you and from them helps us not only run the show, but also do things like help other pet sitters attend conferences. And that's just what we did last week with the NAPS conference.
1: Yeah, we had a sitter who was unable to pay the attendance fee, the registration fee, and reached out to us, and we were able to help pay for her to go. And so we really are so thankful that we're able to do that with the show, and it's all because of support, whether that's sharing or feedback or ratings or giving financially as well. Because of all of that, we're able to help out when we can.
0: And so if you would like to financially support the show, you can do so at petsitterconfessional.com slash support. We have covered a whole lot of topics on this podcast over the past 218 episodes, but there are a lot of little critical things that we haven't talked about yet, and one of those is sending updates. Mm.
1: The updates that we send are the backbone of our client communication, and we talk a lot about the importance of communicating well and how to communicate client to our clients with the show. And Actually, last week's episode was all about the power of words in communicating and choosing words well. But communication at its core is actually part of client retention in that when we are communicating effectively... Clients are more likely to stick around because they grow to know and trust us.
0: And obviously, this happens at every stage of the onboarding process, from the initial moment that they contact you, to the forms that you send them beforehand, to the meet and greet, to the actual visit, and after with the update, it happens all throughout the communication and making sure that you and the client are on the same page.
1: It's also part of our brand as a business. It speaks to our values and is the direct way that we continue to foster connections and relationships with the clients that we all want. So they really require a lot of thought into how we want to be sending our updates and whether they match what the client's expectations are and how the client wants to be updated. There are a lot of opinions, as with many things in the world, but there are a lot of opinions about updates and what updates should should entail. And so we're going to talk through a couple of different options and really hear the, the particular scenarios where those would work and where they may fall down.
0: The first kind of update that we're going to talk about is the full featured update. And this update usually contains a paragraph or more of text with four or more photos for each visit. And these updates usually take several minutes to craft, or if you're voice texting, maybe just a few seconds, and then you edit it and send it.
1: Pretty labor-intensive for these.
0: Yeah, usually they'll be in a story form talking about all of the activities that you did during the day, if you're boarding or doing daycare, or... It just the during the thirty minute visit, if that's what you're doing,
1: yeah, you can walk through all the activities telling them, and sometimes they're actually told from the first person from the pet's point of view, making it seem as though as they are the ones who are communicating the update to the owner and talking about how much they enjoyed. The pet sitter coming over.
0: A lot of times the photos here are taken in multiple locations or poses or different angles, and the photos are meant to really highlight parts of the story or show details that you weren't quite able to capture in text form. And I don't really personally enjoy sending these kind of updates, although I typically do, um, but I think you enjoy them more.
1: I enjoy writing out the story. It's it's kind of hard to do that sometimes, but whenever there's a good story to tell or there's a good hook in, sometimes I can't help but write long updates for a particular client. It may be that there were a lot of squirrels out or something that's very common is maybe a storm may blow through, so a lot of new smells. To go out and explore. So we talk about exciting events that happen in that way and kind of put some context around the visit and uh, outside features and stories along with what the pet was experiencing.
0: Or if you're providing boarding and daycare, you can talk about the interactions that their dog had with other dogs, any favorite toys that they played with that day.
1: And these are good updates to send if you're doing boarding and daycare. If you decide you just want to send one update a day where you have a whole day to recapture and to recount and tell longer story forms at the end of the day to get everybody caught up and kind of do one big story and a bunch of photos sent.
0: But on the flip side, these are really the hardest to keep fresh. If you were going to a client multiple times a day for a long period of time, or you had a boarding client who spend the night with you for three weeks <laughs> or have had a client for multiple years. I know we've had the same client for almost three years now and they come over for daycare multiple times a week and it's it's pretty hard after a while to come up with new fresh ideas. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we recently did uh, a stretch of doing three drop-ins a day for an entire week for a client as they were traveling. In this case, the dogs were extremely easy. So at the end of When we're getting towards the end of this day, it was getting really difficult to send fresh updates and make them unique. One of my favorite go-tos, as I mentioned, is to bring things up like the weather specifically and really the weather forecast and how I'm planning or around that or how that's impacting the dogs at the house. And you'd really be surprised at how clients may appreciate knowing what's going on at their home. We've even had some clients thank us for sending updates about rainfall or wind or storms so that they could send other people out to the home to do inspections on fencing, electrical, or other things.
0: And with the clients that we've had for multiple years and see them multiple times a week, I'd like to think that the pictures say more than the words. So I've really tried to cut back on writing long paragraphs at the end of the day for daycare or you know, with the drop-ins writing a lot, just really having the pictures tell the story instead of me having to come up with new words every single time, multiple times a week.
1: Yeah, well, and you do a really good job at finding ways to get good photos that aren't just always in the same place, playing with the same toys, doing the same things. I think that's really key is finding new angles to shoot from for the dog. And one of the things that we learned very on, and actually we've had some pet photographers talk about, it, is to get low is if you can get your phone basically almost all the way touching the ground before you snap your photo, this is an angle that pet owners have never seen their dog from (laughs) or they only see whenever they're at home cuddling with their dog. So it's a very intimate kind of photo and is a unique one that not a lot of people get sent. So when we're thinking of these full featured, these big to-do updates, focusing on the photos is really going to help you stand out to your clients and they're going to be a little little tiny windows into the world while they are away.
0: While we're on photos, I do want to talk about pictures. So you had mentioned getting low, obviously using a lot of light as much as you can. I know that the new iPhones, I think it's 12, iPhone 12.
1: Oh, and, well, and 13s. 13s just came out. But. Okay. <laughs> modern modern phones. <laughs> yes,
0: um, they have. They're getting a lot better at taking pictures at nighttime, and so that is obviously a huge bonus when you know we're coming into the winter months now here in the northern hemisphere, and it's going to be more and more difficult to get good quality non-blurry pictures of dogs playing at nighttime.
1: Or if you're just in somebody's home that's not very well lit and doesn't have good natural lighting, this is a really good thing to remember is to turn on all the lights that are possible and use these low light features if you have them.
0: And while photos are worth a thousand words, videos really say so much more. You can encompass the whole pet's demeanor, whether it's playing with another pet or eating They really say a lot, and it really cuts out you having to write. The pet owner can see their dog having fun and interacting with others.
1: Or if the pet is acting oddly or strangely, it may be difficult to communicate exactly what kind of behavior you are seeing in text or photo form. So having a video of strange behaviors, whether that may be a weird cough that you hear or limping or just they're holding their ears interestingly, or they're not quite hunched the way they used to be. Those are so much easier to send over a video and get quick responses from the client because they're going to be able to see that that whole all-encompassing view of their pet that a photo or just text doesn't quite get. And a lot of us are still new to shooting video. And there is a lot of things that go into video. But a lot of the basic principles of getting good photos still apply. Getting low, getting lots of light. And then one thing that I will recommend is that when you have a when you want to take a video, take about two steps back before you start because there's going to be a lot of motion possibly and you'll be able to keep up with it and it won't be quite so blurry or jerky to the person watching it.
0: One of the topics that is frequently discussed in a lot of the pet sitter Facebook groups is when to send mm. photos and updates. Obviously, it depends on the way that you run your business and what you and the client have agreed upon, and it's also going to be different for every service. So if you are doing a 30-minute drop-in or a 30-minute dog walk, you're obviously going to send the update either during that time or shortly after versus you doing daycare or boarding or house sitting when you may send for daycare a couple times a day while they're at daycare or boarding. You may just do a big photo dump at the end of the day. I know that some sitters take 50 to 60 pictures and send those at the end of the day. I I have heard of sitters doing that. Um, I don't do that and I would not recommend that because that might just overwhelm your clients when they're on vacation and kind of burden them a little bit. But obviously that is a a conversation for you and the client and what (laughs) what they're okay with and what you are okay with.
1: Well, we have a progression too of when a client kind of a schedule of when a client gets dropped off for like daycare or even boarding we try and send an update within two hours in that two-hour window just to give them a little quick update, a little hit of, hey, this is your dog. They're integrating well or having no problems. And then the next update, update gets stretched out a little bit to either the midday or the evening update.
0: Yeah, it really just depends on when they've dropped off their dog. If it's in the morning, it'll be shortly after they've arrived within two hours and then another one around two to three in the afternoon and then a bedtime one. And then if it's a new client, the next day, I will still send three updates just so they know everything is okay you know we're good no issues here and then the next day i will taper it off to just once in the morning and once at night and that's kind of my mo is twice a day
1: you kind of wean it down and if there's anything that pops up in between there obviously those are additional updates that get sent off to them but for drop-ins and walks we send them as soon as the service is done so that a we don't forget about it and b it's a notification to the client of everything's wrapped up and it went well
0: If you are having trouble coming up with new and fresh content, it's also a good idea to think that you're not just updating about the dog. If you brought in the mail, send a picture of that. If you scooped the litter box or topped off the food for a pet that grazes, take a picture of that. And you don't necessarily need to send all the pictures that you take. Like, for instance, like the pet eating, the water bowl filled, the litter scooped, the plants watered, the mail and packages brought in, the pet playing, the pet resting, the dog walking, if you do that, etc. That's a lot of pictures obviously for a 30 minute visit or however long it takes you, but you still should be quickly snapping those pictures just to cover your butt. Because, <laughs> I mean, there are those crazy clients out there that will accuse you of stealing the mail or not scooping the litter. But pictures show proof of what you did or didn't do.
1: Yeah, well, actually, the clients that we watched, what we did three times a day, With they actually had three dogs. And I was very stressed to myself of the updates are going to make sure I include several photos of each of those dogs probably together to limit the number of photos that I send. They also got copious amounts of mail every single day that I was over there. We're talking like inches of mail, but I would still fan it all out and take that picture and send that with the update as well. So they could see everything that they have and know that nothing was missing. And then I'd stack that up and put it on the pile. They also asked me to make sure that I watered the plants outside. So did I send photos to them of me watering the plants? Absolutely. It was a plant watering action shot. And it was, <laughs> it was A, because I was running out of things to talk about, but B, to prove to them that I was doing what they asked me to do.
0: And we have talked about this on the podcast before, but make sure that your photos, in my opinion, they should be varied. So a dog playing with another dog, a dog walking, a dog playing with a toy, a dog resting, eating, drinking. I think it's also important to make sure that you're. Photos look fun and that the pet has had a good time. You know, you don't want, I as an owner wouldn't want somebody just sending me photos of my dog sleeping on the couch. Now, he I've,
1: sleeps a lot.
0: Well, <laughs> that, that is true. He's almost 14, so he does sleep a lot, but. And, you know, that's okay for, you know, elderly dogs or dogs that are immobile or whatever. But even still, that dog does other things. And I'm sure the owner would love to see that. We just talked about the full featured update. And something else that is full featured is Pet Sitter's Associates. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. And Pet Sitter's Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, they have provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. You can get a discount when joining by clicking Membership Pet Sitter Confessional and using the discount code CONFESSIONAL at checkout to get $10 off today. Check out the benefits of membership and insurance once again at PetSitLLC.com.
1: A second style of update is actually just a pared-down version of the first. The first one was multiple sentences and really a paragraph or more. This kind of update is three sentences with one or two photos. These are kept pretty brief, usually only noting things out of the ordinary or unusual that you noticed about the pet or something else about the visit. Usually something like an accident that happened in the house or the food wasn't eaten, treats left alone, plant is looking a little dead. Uh, We find ourselves doing these for clients who aren't particularly interested in a lot of updates, but just want to be reassured that their pet is being cared for while they're away.
0: Or again, these can be used for someone, a client who you've had for a really long time, who knows and trusts you and who doesn't really want all the other unnecessary
1: words. This may be something that you find yourself using more after you've done that first style of update with clients who are familiar with you or clients who just outright say, I I, I don't really need to be told how things are going. Let me know when something goes wrong.
0: Yeah. Or I don't want to be bothered at work. I'm busy. I just let me know if something wrong happens.
1: But you still feel like you need to send updates to, as you said earlier, to cover your butt or it's just part of the service that you want to offer and that's the that's the struggle that we a lot of us get in is we want to send certain kind of updates we want to send a, have a level of communication and sometimes that doesn't meets the client's expectations. Sometimes they may want more, sometimes they may want less. And so this middle ground of update is a great one to try if you feel like you're not quite getting somewhere with the client.
0: And it's your business. So you run it the way you want to. If there's a client who's being extra demanding and you don't want to do that, then drop that client. They don't get to dictate how you run your business. And we have had a client in the past who said, I know what my dog looks like. I don't need any updates. I'm good. But me, as a pet sitter, I still wanted to send her one update a day with a couple pictures. It eased my mind that I was doing what I was being paid to do, and she was then hopefully Getting a smile on her face when she opened these every day.
1: Yeah, but we didn't bombard her with tons of updates and tons of photos. It was very pared down uh, about her dog.
0: The third style of update is basically a checkbox update, as we'll call it. So these updates are a quick yes or no. Did the dog poop on the walk? Yes or no. <laughs> Did the cat eat the food? Yes, no. <laughs> and you may even be able to fill in an actual checkbox form and have it sent to your clients. A check for yeah, they went to the bathroom. Yes, they ate. Yes, they got a treat. And really no additional written text there and maybe one or two photos. And these are great for, you know, a midday potty break when you have, you know, tons of other clients during the midday and the client just wants did they pee? Did they poop? Yes, no
1: yeah if you're insanely slammed with your visits or your day is just really hectic, this may be something to really consider. It's a standard template, and you may you may find that uh, you can create this in canva. so you can create the template in your in canva, save it to your photos in your phone, and then each client comes out, you can mark it up with your finger using the draw feature, and then send that photo to that particular client and then you're done and you don't have to worry about writing and maybe send one or two photos and that's all it needs.
0: Well, and obviously, depending on what software you have, they may already have that in there.
1: And th- Yeah. So those may be options. And if you've never explored them or thought, oh, maybe I have to have the full featured in order for people to like me or to trust me, if you feel like you are really struggling to come up with really good updates and they're not quite up to your standards, really seek this out. And I'm sure, I guarantee you, you will find that it's going to relax a lot of the tension and anxiety that you have around updates. If you have anxiety about that, otherwise go write the books and go write the updates as much as you want. But for those of you who are thinking, oh, I don't, the updates really stress me out. I love caring for the pets, but it's this, that the end where I've got to write, that's, that's not my strength a template may really be what can help solve that.
0: Well, and again, pictures speak more than actual words. Mm. Pictures speak a thousand words. So obviously, like you're probably not going to take a picture of the poop and send it. I don't think the client wants that, although maybe some Unless it's weird. Yeah. Unless the dog is sick. But again, just remember that pictures can do the talking for you.
1: Another pro for the templates is that they can also be fun because you can add your own branding and actually change it up with different seasons, holidays, or special events for the colors and background image of that template.
0: Whatever kind of update you decide to send, you have to make sure it's going to work for you. And this can be a really interesting thing to consider when the kind of update you want to send doesn't match up with the client's wants. And it's important to talk about that before you service the client before you get to that meet and greet step. You can openly say either on your website or just when you're talking to the client, Hey, this is how I send my updates. You will be updated. And this is when and how, Mm -hmm. and see if that's the expectation of the client.
1: Which is very key language. Just like we talked about last week, many of us may fall into the line of these are the kind of updates that I send. Is that okay with you? Instead of saying the, just, You need to just put the period at, these is how I send my updates, period.
0: Well, you could ask, what is your expectation? And see if you guys agree on the same thing. Yep. And then at that point, you need to decide if you're going to change the kind of update. If the client wants four times a day, are you willing to do four times a day? Or have a conversation with that client that these are the updates that I do. And if you want more, I'm not willing to do that. So you will need to go seek out a different service provider.
1: Which may sound like a pretty severe line to draw in the sand. But it's really boundaries though, right? Well, yeah, it's your time. It's your attention. It's your skill that they are now trying to demand more or maybe sometimes less with or different kind of updates that you may be unwilling to send. At the end, they are telling you how to run your business, which is as we say all the time, is not how this goes you are in charge. It is your business. Send the updates that you want and find the clients that want those updates.
0: What kind of experience have you had with clients and their expectations for updates? If you've been in the business years, has the expectations changed? Do they want more updates? Do some of them want less? We would love to know. You can send that to feedback at petsitterconfessional.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Petsitter Confessional. Pet business coach Natasha O'Banyan is going to answer the question about fostering good client relationships.
2: Yeah, the thing is, your clients, again, are using you for a service. If you are providing an excellent, top-notch service, they're always going to come back to you. We've had clients move away and come back four years later. We've had clients leave in COVID and come back. They're like, we're always happy that we know we always have you. We know the people that we work with. We know that you guys are reliable, responsible. We know exactly what we're getting. And we like to count on you. That's what the relationship is based on. Not that I know their blood type. Not that I know what college that their son is going to. Not that they've given me a painting off of their wall. No, those are all great perks. But they know that we provide a service and the moment that we stop providing a service, our clients are not going to be calling us anymore. They'll check in. I still have clients who move and check in. They know that they can contact me in the app whenever. We never take them out. So they'll send me updated photos and stuff like that, and we love it. And they tag us on Instagram on the beach and our new adventures or ask me about vetting a new pet care provider in their new state. So you always have those relationship pieces. And in our app, we can talk to our clients live. People misunderstand that using automation, you still lose that human connection. We're still talking to them, texting them. Anybody in our back of the house can talk to them. Not Natasha. Natasha can be on the beach with the kids. (laughs) And my assistant can talk to them between nine to five, right? So still chit chatting. Clients don't really want to talk to me all day long, but if they need something, they know we're there.
0: Natasha not only runs a very successful pet business, but she is a pet business coach as well. And if you would like to work one-on-one with her, you can do so at StartScaleSale.com and use the code PSC20 for 15% off.
1: We really want to thank our sponsor, Pet Sellers Associates, as well as our Patreon supporters for making today's show possible. And we really want to thank you for listening and sharing and liking and rating the episodes and just being here and being part of the community. We really appreciate it. We really love seeing all the interactions, comments and help and support that happen on our Facebook page that happen on the Instagram feed. It is really uplifting and really encouraging us to see your voices being heard and you encouraging others. So thank you. Thank you so much for that.
0: If you guys ever have topic suggestions or specific people you would like us to interview, we are absolutely open to that. This is a community for all pet care providers, whether you've just started your business today or have been in the business for 30 years. We would like to have topics and interviews that cover the entire gamut and everything that a pet care provider can go through and can be helped in. So we do appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. We know that you guys are really busy. We are really busy. <laughs> so we just thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.